player 2 has joined the game. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 206 of the two-player co-op podcast. As always, I'm your host here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother, show one. How are we doing? Fantastic. If this is the first time you're seeing, hearing, or listening to us, this is the two-player co-op podcast. We're just about every week, no matter how little news there is, uh, two brothers get together to tell you everything you need to know about in the world of video games. If you like that, make sure you like the video, <laughs> subscribe, <laughs> share it with your friends, family, and everybody in betwixt. Uh, just like last week, it did help, it seems, because we got more views and we got more likes and we got some subs. Um, comment on the video down below. You can just say, hey, guys. Yeah, just say what's up. Say pineapple or on pizza is bad. Just put period post. But uh, like, say something. I mean, we'd love to hear from you. Well, let's see if they're actually paying attention. Say pineapple on pizza sucks or burgers are good. Comment down below. Thank you guys for watching, listening, hearing to us, all that stuff. What if you think both of those are true? Two comments. It helps. That's true. Split it up into two comments. Um, if you really like us, you can go to patreon.com slash two-player co-op. Just like our producers, Steve Appleton, Aunt Sue, and Vernon Slayton did, as well as our affiliate, James Solar. We'll talk more about Patreon here in a minute. If you like merch, you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash two-player co-op. That is about how big the banner is. You went further over that time. That was probably right where it starts. Because oh. normally you're just like this. Well, because usually I look at the camera when I do it. And then that time I was like acting like I was looking at the banner. Hmm. So I couldn't see where I started. But We'll see how it looks. Twitch.tv slash two-player underscore co-op. I don't know if we're ever going to Twitch, but it's there if you want to follow us and we appreciate it. Every week until we're out of this pandemic, I'm going to tell everybody listening, hearing, or seeing to us to wear your woohoo mask. That could have been bad. No, never. It could have. You Or this could have gone, <laughs> it's all over me, and then everybody can see my Ninja Turtle <laughs> jammy pants that I'm wearing. I don't my jammy pants. Oh, Andy, I'm in my jammy jams. <laughs> That's okay. I'm in I my worky realized, work. There's a hole in the crotch. I hope that didn't show. I've got underwear on, but I just real, I just pulled my pants up, and you might have seen a, a crotch hole. Uh, so, sorry if you saw a crotch hole. What the get us banned from YouTube. What is this podcast? Uh, I'm afraid to do that. Just uh, like we said last week, James Solar's been playing through Super Mario Sunshine for us. Um, he's awesome. Every time I see him, when I watch through these, and he's just like, that, that <laughs> damn blows spin, my mind every time. That spin jump is hilarious. Uh, but go check those out. We got more coming this week, and I guess next week. I forget. We've put up four. Five went up on Monday, six will go up Friday, and then I think he sent me a seventh, or he's going to send me a seventh. I can't remember what he said, if it came through yet or not. Um, but check it out. James Solar's awesome. He's doing a great job. Like I said last week, he's a savant at that game. Uh, so last week we talked about, we teased we are going to be doing some changes to Patreon. And we are. So this is what we've decided on. Although I don't know about the last one. Do that or what it is now. Oh, no, no, no. I meant that, that very first thing. Oh, is that not what it is now? No, it's 2-5. Oh. <laughs> it's like I'm talking in code. <laughs> I think we leave it there. <laughs> For everybody that supports us at the $1 or above level, right now all it is is you get our internal thanks. Um, you will still get our eternal thanks. but I thought you said internal thanks. I could have. Who knows? <laughs> Starting next week, you will be able to watch the podcast on YouTube one day early. 
Everybody a dollar one and above. Day one day more than everybody Another else can Another day until everybody else can listen to it. Was it a foot noise? <laughs> it was a foot noise. Okay. Um, so yeah, one dollar and above, and these stack. So it's not like you only get one. Whatever you have, it all goes up or down. Yeah. Up. Oh no. <laughs> not now. Kevin's having some tummy I'm troubles. Major tummy troubles. Remember that that Taco Bell gif that you sent me? The pipe. <laughs> yeah. That's what I got going on right now. That's what I got going on. Uh, as we talked about last week, it used to be $10 and above got the bonus episode. We moved it back to five. We said it was temporarily going to be that, but it is permanent. $5 and above, you get a bonus episode on YouTube every month. We just did our favorite uh, memories from this past generation. Our next one is going to be naming the game of the generation. Uh, so that'll be coming in November. So $5 and above, you get a monthly bonus episode. $10 and above, this is new, and I'm going to have to ask you to bear with us. If you pledge at $10 or above, bear with us while we figure this out. But you can watch us record the podcast live on YouTube. Um, I think the way we do it is we stream a private stream or an unlisted stream, and then I will post that link into Patreon. Hopefully, we're going to be able to do this next week. But again, bear with us because I'm I'm figuring all this stuff out as I go. I know it's possible. I don't know how to do it on Twitch, so we're just going to keep it on YouTube as an unlisted thing. It'll post on Patreon. Typically, we record Sunday nights around 7.30 Central, um, so be looking for the link then. Um, and if you have the Patreon app and you want to be at $10 or above, I would go ahead and just make sure you have the app and you've got notifications turned on so you'll see when we post it to Patreon. Or you can just go back there and check it and you know what I mean, whatever. Um, but bear with us. If you do pledge that level above, obviously because we're recording live, you'll be able to be in the chat, I believe, um, and interact with us throughout the episode and everything as well. And then the final one, we, we had our top patron uh, Patreon tier at $25. You could do a Google Hangout with us. Um, Matt Mitchell, we miss you. Um, Matt did it for a few months, which was mind-blowing, and thank you again so much. We never wanted to do a Google Hangout, and that's fine. Um, but now, so we're going to bump that down to $20 now, and instead of just doing a Google Hangout with us. Can you say, does bump it down make sense? You bump it up. I guess you could bump it down. How do you get it down? Yeah. If it's not a bump, what would it be? Dip. What? Dip. Dip. <laughs> Dip it down. Dippity-doo. Um for $20 and above, there's nothing above 20 but if you want to give us $100, you still get the same reward. Um, you'll pick the bonus episode for that month. The topic, it can be anything, um, video game related, or like we did the one kind of Game Over Greggy episode. It can be whatever. You pick the topic, and if you want, you can join us for that. You do not have to. You can just pick the topic, or we can get on a Zoom call, and we can do the, the podcast together for that bonus episode. Um, so those are the changes to Patreon. Everybody that supports us, thank you so much. Uh, it means the world to us. If you do want to start, if you don't support us now, don't feel like you have to. Obviously, you're not going to miss out on anything except the bonus episode. Um, so we're not we're not holding anything else back. We just wanted to change the way we were doing it because we liked the way we set it up at first, but I think the $10 was too much for the bonus episodes. I like it being at 5 and we just want to give something to everybody for the $1 and above. I don't know why I'm doing it. You're laughing at the hands. <laughs> Your hands are very high. We want to do something for everybody. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, those are the changes to Patreon. Again, thank you all so much for supporting us. It means the world to us. Um, Jared Leto's back as the Joker in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Not only that, Joe Marshmallow is back as Deathstroke. 
Are you kidding me? Oh, boy. Manganello, that was the... The post-credits. Of BVS, right? Or was it... That was Justice League. It was Justice League. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. It was going to be setting up Affleck's The Batman, where it was going to be Batman versus Deathstroke, maybe in Arkham Asylum or something, um, but it never happened. So I don't know why he's coming back for this, if he's actually going to be in the movie. It does seem like now Zack's making just a different movie than he even originally did plan. Yeah, it's just completely different now, I think. I don't know how you squeeze. I mean, he's got four hours, so I guess you can squeeze him in. But like Joker, what I really hope Snyder does is give us the Leto Joker we should have had and just be like, just screw it and say Suicide Squad actually took place 15 years after Justice League. And this Joker doesn't have a damage tattoo and a grill and all that other crap. Or don't even give a reason. Just take that away from him. Let me see what Leto could have been as the Joker without all that distracting. Yeah, I don't need any more of that Joker that we saw. Like, literally that one. Yeah, I'm not completely... You know, I haven't completely given up hope on Leto as the Joker. I think it could have been so much better than it oh, was. Uh, Leto is an awesome actor. It should have been better than yeah. it was. So, I don't know. I don't really care too much about that unless they do switch it up a bit. Manganello, I love him in general. Deathstroke, yes. I'm not really getting my hopes up. I don't know how you put him into almost... any sort of meaningful... I think they're both Roll. almost going to be cameos. Exactly, yeah. So I don't think either really means too much, but cool. Something to look forward to. Because it's not like either of them would have been working with Darkseid. I guess they could have been. Who knows? I mean, what's his face? Luther was, you know, under the control of Darkseid, I guess. Yeah. And I can't even remember that much. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I just want it to, to get here. It's almost 2021, so who knows when it'll be. Affleck is doing reshoot. It seems like everybody is doing some of the reshoots except Cavill because he was making The Witcher, so he couldn't do any reshoots. They can just CGI him in. Not funny. <laughs> Not funny. Again, whatever it is, it's going to be better than what we got, which was a five. Yeah, out of it 10. can't it be. It keeps worse. dropping. I keep driving it lower and lower. I'm, I'm not expecting a ten out of ten no. or a nine out if of ten. If we get a seven, if it's better than the theatrical cut of Batman versus Superman, I'll be happy. If it's better than the Ultimate Edition, I'll be ecstatic. Which is like a 7 or a 7.5. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think it's cool that they're actually doing um, reshoots and that they're back. Uh, also speaking of movies, Tom Holland put out a picture and said, hey, nice to meet me. I'm Date Mike. <laughs> Date Mike. Nice to meet you. I'm Nate. And it was him as Nathan Drake. And like I tweeted, I got to say, I was like, oh. First off, though, doesn't really seem like he's young Drake. I mean, he's like, I thought when they were doing this, he was going to be. No, like, they're just trying to make him Drake. Make, yeah. What did you think? You're not as I, big in an Uncharted as I am. No, but I love me some Tom Holland. I've seen a lot of people. I haven't seen anybody. I think the highest I've seen people is. Oh, okay. It doesn't that's, suck. That's better than, yeah. you know, I would have expected. Yeah. But there's still a lot of people that are just like, meh, I don't know. I dig it. It's it's he's not young Drake, but he's also not 
Drake Drake. Yeah, but it, it to me it just kind of works. Like he doesn't look terribly out of place. He doesn't really look that out of place at all. He just doesn't look anything like Drake. It would be nice if he could grow some stubble, which clearly he can't, and I know I'm one to talk. But like Drake, CGI always, Drake always had a little bit. That that you can add. You just can't. <laughs> um, and Nolan North was on set, so that was cool to yeah. see Drake talking to Drake. Also, then uh, Mark Wahlberg put out a picture of him, apparently as Sully on his Instagram with a mustache. I'm like, I now I'm mad at this movie all <laughs> over again. Like, why? Yeah, I'm not a fan. I get it. He's going to be a younger Sully. I just don't like it. I don't. I don't see it. He's going to be like Nate. Pack the car. We got to get to the harbor. It's 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 not it's not Sully. Like, yeah. Who knows? Maybe he'll. It won't. I mean, probably not. But you never know. Yeah. I don't know. What'd y'all think? I think it looks fine. I'm excited Which is for, for better Tom. than I was hoping for. You're ex- you're happy for him. You mean? No, I'm ex- excited. No, to I'm see like excited. Okay. Like. I think he's going to do because I'm not as invested in the game as yeah. you are. I think I'm going to be much more willing to accept it than probably a lot of people are. I think he's going to be awesome. If yeah. you can just get it through your head, okay, this is a different. I mean, he's still very much Nathan Drake. He just doesn't look like him. I but mean, that's fine. Like nobody's going to look like him. Even Nathan Fillion doesn't look like him. Right. But I do think one thing I do like is first off seeing him looks good but now i can almost picture him obviously he's good at humor from everything he's done in the avengers and spider-man and all like that and nate is a wise-cracking swashbuckler and i think he can do he buckles the nate the swash. humor. he does whatever that means what does it mean to swashbuckle it's when you you got your swashes and you have to buckle them down no that's not true <laughs> oh is that what he is that what he wears that carries <laughs> yeah, those, those are swashes <laughs> you gotta buckle them <laughs> or they'll fall off your shoulders. I don't know. Um, also, as we said on Twitter, PS5 review consoles are out in the wild. Um, Ours must be in the mail still. Yeah, I saw the FedEx tracking number, and then it was like delivered to kind of funny instead. Um, but whatever. Now, obviously, we didn't get review consoles, but they're out there. There's different embargoes, it sounds like, so we're going to be getting drips of information. So now, actually, maybe we'll have something to talk about next week because I'm guessing, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're recording this Sunday night. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, there's going to be stuff going up, is my guess, with people talking I about I just it. don't really know, like... What are we... It seems like the vast majority of it is embargoed. What are we really going to... Like, what are they going to say? Wow, it really is fast. Like, okay, well, we knew that. We it's going to be super fast. What I listened to Greg talk. I just about don't it. know what they're going to be able to tell us that we don't already know. It's just going to be these people telling us instead of those people. Like, correct. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's going to be more like what does it actually function as in the real world? How does backwards compatibility work? A lot of PS4 games have been getting patched to reduce load time, so it's going to be like, man, I played The Last of Us Remastered, and every time I died, I was back in the game in a second. You know, I think it's going to be stuff like that. What does the Dual Sense actually feel like? Does it feel as good as a DualShock Four, which I still worry about because it looks big? Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll be crying in the corner until November twelfth, like the rest of you. Yep. Sean. Yes. I reached out and said, I need y'all, because it's a slow news week, to give us some questions. And one person did, and that is Mikey. And he says... Hey, Mikey. He likes it. He likes us. Thank you, Mikey. I I hope you like us. Otherwise, why are you writing in? Hey, guys. 
Thanks for all you do, first off. I think it should have been, first off, thanks for all you do. No offense. We're the sons of cop- of a copy. I don't know. I mean. No. I think either is fine. Okay. You're doing a great job, first off. I wanted to ask about your gaming habits. I noticed Kevin often say he has to check his notes when talking about what he has been playing. When you play a game for the first time, what are your habits? Does Sean take notes? Why does Kevin? Do you think this helps or hurts the experience? Thanks, guys. I do not take notes. The only time I've taken notes is the few times I've done legit like write-up reviews. Like okay. when I did Edith Finch, when I did... Um, the one Zelda well, like I get game. Castlevania, but that was a not a game, but I still took notes. Um, that Songbringer That's game. That's what it was called, yeah. I take notes then if I know I'm going to write about it. Yeah. But other than that, I just kind of usually just shoot from the hip. Just. I just, just feel like I think I take expansive notes. Now, um, that's... So I don't take notes as I'm playing, but okay. there may be time if I'm coming over here and I'm like, all right, so I'm going to be talking about, oh, I want to make sure like, I bring this gonna up. We're going to talk about Last of Us spoilers. I'll go into my phone and like text yes. myself something yeah, just as like a reminder to talk about something. But no, I don't usually take notes when Like I go into I my play. notes app and I just, on my iPhone and I just start typing. Does it take away from the experience? I don't know because I'm just kind of used to it now. It's just, I think the reason I do it is because my memory is horrible and has always been horrible. If my stomach didn't feel so bad right now, I probably couldn't even tell you what I had for dinner, but I can because I'm in pain. Um, what did you have for dinner? Chili. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I just feel like, like obviously before we started doing this podcast, no, I never took notes. I just played the game, but it's like, like I'm so, Again, my, my brain sucks. I can't remember stuff. I don't want to th- worry about different, worry about forgetting story beats or especially with The Last of Us for a spoiler review or a spoiler cast. And then when we did our first spoiler video about what happens early on in the game, no spoilers here. I wanted to have notes so I could talk about that. And it's just like, it's like different. I, I'll notice like different things in the gameplay that I like. And it's like, it might be something little, so I might forget it. So I take a note so that I can just, and it's not like when we're talking about it, I don't go through and just read every bullet point as we're going, but it's good to glance at and be like, what have I talked about? What didn't I talk about? But the other thing, so I was going to add on to this, what do you do? Like the first time you play a game that you've been waiting for forever, is there any like routine other than waiting for the day one patch to download and for the game to install and stuff? Is there any like routines you have? Like you're like, I just want to, turn off my phone or shut the lights down do like do i play with a headset or do you not or like what is there anything else that's like your habits so going back to the note stuff in general that's just kind of me like i don't even really take notes for work i probably should and i'm telling myself right now i need to be better about it next year but i'm so unorganized it's it's bad so it's not just a video game thing i just don't really do it um another thing i've noticed that you do at least i think you do based on um time spinner mm-hmm. and maybe in other games too something i certainly don't do that i should is like in shovel knight and they had them in time spinner where you can put like markers on the map to remind yourself to oh there's something here i gotta remember oh, to go you back. didn't do that i i never do that oh man. if it's something that i need to go in and make a point to mark it, if it's not something that's like you know, hey, this room is red because you left something yep. here. 
like if they don't do it for me, I'm not doing it. Hmm. And it's, it's probably a terrible idea because then I always have to depend on my memory. I'm like, okay, now I've got the double jump. Where was that room where I had to do that? And yeah, nine times out of 10, I don't remember. Hmm. Um, in terms of my habits, I don't really, I mean, other than just like, yeah, making sure the lights are, you know, I've got the right ambiance. I just dive right in. Yeah. I don't really do anything. Um, I'm curious to see when I get my nice new headset with the PS5. Wow, that sounds totally different when I do that. (laughs) Um, I'm curious to see how much I use that. Yeah. If that's going to... Because in the living room, like where my PS5 is going to be, I just have a sound bar. I don't have surround sound, whatever. I don't either, yeah. So I may kind of prefer playing that with the headset maybe the 3d audio yeah and all that, yeah so i'm curious to see how that works out i've never really other than when we have done like gta and honestly that's about it i don't really wear headsets when i play yeah i wear mine i think sometimes. i only do it because of the chat yeah. like i've never okay. used it just for game audio i wear mine sometimes just because depending on the game like when i was playing the last of us too F and S and all. I was like, if my kids are still, I don't want to wait until they go to bed at nine thirty to play because then I'm going to be yeah. fifteen minutes. So as soon as the little ones are in bed, a lot of times I and that is something I kind of do if it's a game I'm like super hyped for, like Last was Two, God of War, stuff like that. I usually will play it the first time with my headset on just so I don't have to hear anything else or be distracted by anything. It might be different now that I have a puppy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also because I've got a 10 and a 12 year old, they don't go to bed till later. I'm not going to wait for them to go to bed. Like I said, to play the game, if there's stuff I don't want them hearing, I'm going to, to wear my headset. Yeah. And I guess the caveat to that is, and I don't even know if it really counts. When I play VR, I use the VR okay. uh, earbuds as opposed to just having, you know, the, the TV sound. Um, but I think that's just because, well, I'm already wearing the stupid thing on my head. I might right. as well just go bloop, bloop and like be fully immersed. But I mean, that makes a huge difference, I think. Yeah. If you're just watching it on a TV, if I've got the headset or not, it's probably not going to be too much more immersive. But with VR, I feel like it's kind of, you kind of have to. Yeah. So I do it for that. But yeah, that's about it. Well, cool. Thank you, Mikey, for writing in. Thanks, Mikey. He likes it. Sean. Yes. What have you been playing this week? I haven't really played anything. I'm in very much a lull. I played Mario Maker for like <clears throat> 10 minutes the other day, and I'm like, I don't really feel like playing this. I loaded up Mario 35. I played a few matches. I didn't win any. I was like, eh, I don't really feel like playing this. I thought about going back into Donkey Kong. I'm not really feeling that game. I don't know why. Now, I have not yet played it on the big screen. I've only played it handheld mode, so maybe that's part of it. But the Super Nintendo games, even the third one, which I think is by far the worst of the three, is still just so much fun. This game is not that fun. I don't like... Well, because you know it's not the original people that made it. Retro Studios made this instead of Rare. So maybe they Uh, lost that magic. They've definitely lost. So it is pretty similar to the other one, the Donkey Kong Country Returns or whatever it was called on the, on the Wii. Wii. Yeah, it's very similar. It's a direct sequel to that. Um, but I like that one substantially more than I like this one. Okay, at least so far. Um, 
I don't know. I'm just kind of like, is it November 12th yet? Like I'm yeah. just biding my time until that, because I know as soon as that comes, I'm going to be overwhelmed. So I'm not really like, I want to play something right now, but nothing is like clicking with me. I don't know. Yeah. There's nothing that I really care to play right now. So yeah, short answer. <clears throat> I've not played anything. That was not short. Well, other than long. Mario, but yes. That was very long. Long answer short, I have not really played anything. I'm kind of in the same boat as you where there's nothing I want to play, so I went back to play something because I was like, I want to give this another shot. And that game is Death Stranding. No. Link's Awakening. Really? Mm-hmm. I tried like- that two or three months ago. And I got through the first dungeon, and I was like, well, that's kind of fun. And then I haven't touched it since. So. Let me let me consult my notes. Um, I'm to the last dungeon now. I'm flying through it. Wow. Um, there was one dungeon. It was the second to last. It's the stupid. I was going to say the second to last, maybe down. That one. That confused the crap out of me. Is that where, like, the there's, like, the blocks that you can... Like they're maybe red and blue, and they you lift up or they're down, and you can walk across them if they're up. Is that that one? That's the one where you got to get the big, you got to get the big bowling ball thing and throw throw it it at the pillars. And that was I did not like that one. I'm just I just dumbed my way through that whole level. I'm like I don't know where I'm going. I just wandered around. I played that level with a guide, and I'm not sure because I remember as soon as I got in there, I was like, oh, this is that level. I pretty much told myself if I play through that game again, when I get to that level, I would play through it with a guide. I did, and I used a guide for the trading stuff too, just because I'm like I want the boomerang. And I, it's, this game is so obtuse. It's almost more obtuse than the first Zelda. Maybe it's not because we just know where to go now. Um, cause we've beaten it 20 times or something, but it's so obtuse. Um, it still runs poorly. Like it doesn't even maintain a clear 30 frames per second. Like it'll just, it's got weird slowdowns and flickering and stuff. It clearly has never been patched, which is so annoying. It's still, I hate the pop-ups every time you got a compass. Wait a second. Click the pop-ups are now way. It'll show you where the treasure chests are as well as the nightmare. And it has a new function. Click. It'll ding when you're in a room with a secret. I'm like, I know. This is the ninth. This is like the eighth compass I've picked <laughs> up at this point. Every time you get a guardian acorn. Oh, you picked up a guardian oh acorn. God. Yeah. This reduces your damage by half. Wait, wait. Click. Now you can play again. So annoying. There's And I was like, there's got to be. Nope, there's no way to. Because it's never been patched. It's just the same as it was when it came out. There's no way to turn that off. It's ridiculous. Um it's it's so annoying but at the end of the day oh also i wrote this game is super easy other than the obtuseness of not knowing where to go the bosses are a joke like this game is so easy other than a cup other than the stupid trading sequence and that horrible dungeon and turtle rock is kind of i'm getting lost in there too the last dungeon other than those two this game's not difficult, especially once you get a lot of heart containers. And if you find enough seashells, you can get the coalent sword. So you're doing double damage. And I got the blue. When you do the color dungeon, I did the blue one. Cause I was like, I know I can power up my sword later. So I'm going to choose the blue tunic instead of the red tunic. So I've got better defense than offense. Cause I'm going to get offense when I get the, the coalent sword. Um, this game's just so easy. It's almost, 
But now again, I, I shouldn't. It's not like it's a knock. I love Link Between Worlds. I think it made our top ten. That game is ridiculously easy as well. But it's so much better. Than yeah. This. Oh, yeah. It's not even close. I mean, I like this game. I'm gonna beat. I'll probably beat it tomorrow. Um, I, I I do like Link's Awakening. It's just it's still disappointing, like it was when I played it last year. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's it's disappointing. And I understand it's, it's some maybe not this, but the original is some people's favorite Zelda game. I don't understand that. I don't understand it either. To me, that's my biggest issue with this game. Oh. Nope, I was just trying to check the baseball score. <laughs> that's my biggest issue with this game is three nothing. It's like it's too faithful to the original. Like they changed yeah. nothing. That is a twenty five something, twenty seven, eight year old. I don't know. Yeah, at least twenty five year old game. It was after Link to the Past. So it was either uh, it was ninety three, so it's twenty seven years old now, and it plays like it like i know they added some stuff like the dungeon creator and blah 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 but like i didn't oh i didn't even do that this it's time. it's like, not fun i, I it know adds i can nothing. get a heart piece i don't need any more hearts I'm yeah good. i'm not gonna 100 percent this game i don't need that i don't know it's i don't know it's good it it yeah it's good it scratches the itch of wanting some new 2d zeldas but it's, when it, yeah, it's nothing special. When it comes to 2D Zeldas, it's not as good as Zelda 1. It's not as good as Link to the Past. It's not as good as A Link Between Worlds. It's not as good as Minish Cap. Um, I haven't played the Oracle games. Um, is that all I'm... For? There's not a lot of top-down Zeldas. Mm. Like, once Ocarina came out, it was 3D almost all the way. Since Ocarina, I think it's just Minish... Link Between Worlds. Link Between Worlds. Link's Awakening remake. Uh, then there's like the multiplayer ones, but I don't even count those. Yeah, no. Triforce Heroes, another one. Yeah. And then there's, if you count it, there's Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. Yeah, I don't. Those don't count. They're not. Those are down with the CDI Zelda games in my mind. I wouldn't go that far, but uh, well, Spirit Tracks maybe. Spirit Tracks, I couldn't even get into. Phantom Hourglass was okay. How do you play a Zelda game with a stylus? It's yeah, it's weird. I don't like it, Raymond. No, you're just kicking a lot of field goals over there. Yeah, kicking a lot of field wow. goals. <laughs> Wise guy. All right, I keep doing the mouse. Stop doing the mouse, Kevin. You're gonna end up disconnecting the recording. Sean, I don't want to get into the news of the week. <laughs> There's not much. So then, are we just done? Thank you for playing. Um, wait, what was I saying? I was going to start saying <laughs> instead of thank you for playing that rhymed. Oh, it was something stupid on pizza night. What was it? Falcon punch. Falcon punch. <laughs> it was, yeah. Falcon punch. Oh, yeah. Falcon punch. Um, no, uh, I watched and you need to, too. Have you heard of, um, my octopus teacher. <laughs> no, it's it's legit. What the hell are we talking about? It's on Netflix. What the hell is that? It's a documentary oh. about this guy. I don't know what he does. <laughs> he he dies. He's like a scuba diver, but I don't know like what his job is. What, hold on. What was this called again? My octopus, my octopus teacher? teacher. Let me write this down. 
It's a documentary on Netflix. It's about this guy. I told dad to watch it. He watched it today without mom, and then he watched it again with mom. I told Brittany to watch it while I'm here. Hopefully she does. It's so good. It's like an hour, 20, hour, 30 minutes. It's, I don't want to give anything away, but it's just, it's about, it about? it's about this diver guy <clears throat> who finds and like bonds with an octopus. And it's like, I don't know. I, I walked away from it. I didn't walk away from it. I watched it at home. I didn't go anywhere. But like, Well, you walked away from the TV. Well, no, I watched it in bed. I went to sleep at home. Oh. <laughs> you walked away to Kirby's Dreamland. Um, I have such a like newfound appreciation, maybe not appreciation, admiration for o- octopi. Mm-hmm. It just sounds weird. Um, it's just so good. Sounds better than octopus. I don't. I don't want to give anything away. Okay. But I think you should watch it. Everybody out there, you need to watch it. It's on Netflix. I thought this it's was going to be so some good. anime or something. My octopus. No. Because <laughs> I could tell as soon as I said it, you just, you like, made this weird sound. You're just like. <laughs> Is he drunk? What are we talking about? It's, so, it's seriously, it's so good. You need to watch it. You need to watch The Social Dilemma too. I almost watched it because last night I was bored. You know, Brittany was at her friend's house. Oh, uh, okay. I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe there's something on Netflix to watch. And I saw that, but I'm like, I'm not in the right mindset to watch this. And then I eventually saw that and was like, ah, I did. Because I had heard about it. I'm like, okay. I did want to watch this. I'm like, yeah, whatever. There's nothing else on. So I watched it. It's so good. Hmm. I want to say more, but I don't want to ruin anything. But it's very good. You okay. should watch it. All right, well, let's just move on then. Okay. My octopus teacher. <laughs> Sean. Yes. Now would you like to get to the news of the week? There's not much, but would you like to do it? Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, like I said, Sean, there is not much news this week. So this we may not even hit an hour, guys. This could be our shortest podcast ever. But you never know what tangents abound like octopus teachers. <laughs> the PS5 fan is going to be optimized over time. And this is so weird and funny, but it's a slow news week, so let's talk wait, wait. So let's talk about it. This comes from IGN. The PS5's cooling fan will be optimized in future firmware updates, depending on how hot or cool future games cause the console's processing unit to become. In an interview with 4Gamer.net, translated by Care on Reset Era, a great place, PS5 mechanical and thermal design engineer Yashihiro Otori revealed that Sony plans to update the fan based on the effects upcoming games have on the console's APU. The APU, I was just going to say, I don't know what that means, or accelerated processing unit, is the chip that powers the PS5. Oh, it's a hybrid CPU GPU. Cool. Quote, various games will be released in the future. (laughs) No kidding. And data on the APU's behavior in each game will be collected. We have a plan to optimize the fan control based on this data. Otori also also notes that there are three temperature sensors on the console's main board. Main board, one word. And another sensor within the APU itself. All of the above will be used to control the fan speed based on, quote, the internal temperature of the APU and the highest temperature of three temperature sensors, end quote. Isn't that what you just told us? Um, Utori spoke about how the team at Sony used computer-aided engineering and real-world experiments to optimize the console's airflow. Quote, we made a transparent model of the chassis and observed the dry ice smoke flowing through it and took temperature readings in each part of the system as we made improvements. 
one thing I also did see is that they said uh, the cooling is the exact the cooling fan, all that stuff is the same if you lay it down or stand it up. Oh, that's because that's actually something I was wondering about. Like, I wonder if it is just designed to blow this stuff straight up, and if it's on its side, it won't work as well. But they've said it is the same. Sean, what do you think about the fan being optimized over time? This actually, all joking aside, this kind of does feel this feels like next gen to me. Uh, one of my buddies, Ryan, tweeted at me. He was like, this just tells me that my $500 console I just bought is going to run super hot like a Mac every time I run, like a MacBook every time I run Chrome. And I was like, well, yeah. I do wonder, though, if it means this console isn't going to be as quiet at the beginning as we think it will because maybe the fan is going to be working overtime to try and keep the thing cool until they learn how to better utilize the fan in the future or something like that. You know what I mean? I don't think I get it. Like, it's not like the fan is constant now anyway. Yeah. It goes higher when it needs to. So how is that any different from what this is going to be? Yeah, that's true. Like, oh, it's getting hot. You better crank the fan up. So then maybe it is what I It's just this does it more proactively instead of retroactively. It's like this is going to make it get hot, so let's go ahead and turn the fan on now before it gets hot. But also like Like, how you're learning about games that have already come out. You can't optimize for games that haven't come out yet because you don't really know what they're doing to the system out in the real world. So how can you optimize? You can optimize games after they come out and patch the fan or something, I guess, for the different. I don't know. The whole thing is just super weird to me. I mean, I I guess it's good and it shows that Sony's taking it seriously. It seems like, what is it, killing a fly with a hand grenade or whatever? Mm. I don't know what the saying is, but like... That works. (laughs) It just seems overkill. Like, do we really need this? Just, I don't know. But cool, I guess. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. uh, next up, my good buddy Hideo Kojima is hiring for his next project. This also comes from IGN. Kojima Productions has confirmed that it's working on a new project and is hiring, quote, best-in-class talent for its Tokyo studio. Confirmed on Twitter, the studio explained that a new project is in development and is looking to hire the best-in-class talent to work out of our Tokyo studio. Again, what they just said before that. The game itself is something of a mystery at this point, with only vague clues listed on the Kojima Productions careers page. There are mentions of 3D model production for weapons, gadgets, vehicles, mechas, and desired experience with event control systems in RPG. But there are very few specifics behind that, beyond that, sorry. I think they also said they're hiring, there, there was also listings for like graphical artists and stuff like that. Kojima himself has repeatedly hinted at Potential new games to follow Death Stranding, revealing that he's been watching scary movies to inspire a new horror game, quashed rumors that he was making a new Silent Hill game, and potentially teased a Death Stranding sequel. Last we heard, he was planning a new game after a, quote, big project was scrapped. Big project. Big project. Um, what do you think? I... Is he working on the Metal Gear remake? No. I know. He's not, I don't need any more Death Stranding than we already have. I believe him when he says Silent Hills isn't happening. But just based off of what we saw, I would love to see Hideo's take on a 
like horror, survival horror, whatever kind of video game. Yes. But I don't know how you do that if it involves mechs. Like those don't go together. So yeah, I don't true. think it's any kind of, I don't know. I, I, I think it's just going to be another as out there as Death Stranding was and as out there as all of Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid games have been. They're all kind of par for the course for Kojima. So I think I have no idea what we're going to get, but I think it's going to be very Kojima. Yeah, it's not going to be Death Stranding. Well, I mean, I'm not going to... It shouldn't be Death Stranding 2 is what I'll say. Again, I love that game. It shouldn't have a sequel. There's really no need for a sequel. It wraps it up perfectly at some point. I'll just tell Sean what the hell happens if I can even try to explain it. Um, Could you do a prequel? Death. Not yet stranded. You could. You could do another. Yeah, that's the thing. You could do another game in that world, I think. Yes. like Just not a direct sequel. What's happening in Europe? Like, what if you got to go across Europe? But the, the way this game ends, I, it shouldn't have a sequel. Like, you don't. I don't need to know what Sam Bridges does after this because it's pretty clear where the way that it ends, what happens. Yeah. My hope would be that he is just going to do whatever PT slash Silent Hills was going to be. He can make a horror game and just not call it Silent Hills. It doesn't have to be called that. If it's a Kojima horror game, taking what he wanted to do for that before Konami became the stupidest company ever and canceled it and then canceled him... That's what I hope it is. If it's Death Stranding two or Death Stranding colon Dawn, whatever, like I don't I don't know that I'm gonna like that. I think that game, like he wanted it to be this new genre, and it's not gonna be a new genre. Nope. Yeah. I, I can't see people making strand games after Death Stranding. I just don't I don't see that being a thing. Yeah. I don't know. As polarizing as that game was and is i don't see him i don't know i think you leave well enough alone and move on to something else also the interesting thing is we don't even know if he's going to be working with sony because remember they're not a first party studio sony doesn't own them they just basically they published death stranding on playstation 4 505 did it on pc so they funded it and everything but they don't own kojima productions this could just be a truly independent game, or who knows, he could be working with Xbox. I doubt that because he's had such a close relationship with Sony going back to 1998 that I don't think it would be an Xbox exclusive, but the way they're buying up studios and stuff, it wouldn't shock me. What would you think about that? I, I mean, would, I feel like you're going to end up with a series SRX anyway, whether it's be, yours or the kids. But It like, won't be mine. I, I would so, be hurt. I would be hurt. But you would play it. If I could, yeah. Well, but some, if it comes out on Xbox. It, it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If the kids end up getting... I'm not getting an Xbox. I have no interest in that at all. If the kids end up getting a Series S, they don't. They don't. They don't, they, don't, they need no fridge. Oh, did you see Snoop got an Xbox fridge? Yes. A Series X fridge. God, I love it so much. Um and shout out to Microsoft for realizing that they made their console look like a fridge and then giving Snoop a fridge. I, I think that's amazing. Good on them. Um, yeah, I'd play it. If I have the ability to play it, I would play it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next up, Sucker Punch is also hiring. 
This comes from Push Square. Sucker Punch, the developer behind the infamous series and Ghost of Tsushima, is hiring for a new unannounced projects. Shocking! But the, that's actually them that wrote that, not me. But the real story here is that one job listing, narrative writer, seems to hint at what one of these projects might be. Surprise, surprise, it sounds like Sucker Punch could be planning a sequel to Ghost of Tsushima. One requirement reads, quote, desire to write stories set in feudal Japan. <laughs> Interesting. End quote. While the ideal candidate would have, quote, knowledge of feudal Japan history, end quote. There's been a lot of debate over where Ghost of Tsushima could go next. The Mongol invasion that the game is based upon is a relatively small slice of history, but there's obviously so much more that could be done with Japan's rich past. The term feudal Japan is incredibly broad, but it's not hard to imagine a Ghost of, a ghost of Tsushima sequel where rival clans are clashing on the mainland. After all, Jin Sakai is basically an early ninja, an occupation that would flourish over the centuries that followed. I got to get back and play this game. I, I I just don't, I don't want to right now. I'm so, I just want, oh, I've got Watch Dogs this week. I do have something to play. Oh, wow. It's out Thursday. Oh, you didn't play Watch Dogs 2 anymore? No. Okay. Um, I should go back and play it. Obviously, they were going to do a sequel. Um, what I've heard, I haven't seen or listened to how the story actually does end up, but it's pretty clear that they're, from what I've heard that they're ending on some kind of a cliffhanger or something that would set up a sequel quite clearly. So and it was a super success. Obviously they were going to do a sequel to it. Yeah. Any thoughts? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't see myself playing ghost at any point now. I think it's very clear. That's what they're talking about, but I mean, good for them. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people that want more ghosts. So, Good. Yep. And last on the news list. Um, I'm not sure why that's blinking. But it still says it's recording. Hopefully Is everything plugged fun. in? Yeah. Is that the power light? Mm, no. It's a record light. Does it normally? I think normally it's covered up. It definitely does. Mm, I don't know about that. All right, let's let's just keep going. <laughs> the, the rest of this might just be a blank screen. Frost Giant is a new company that has been formed by veterans from Blizzard. Now that sounded weird. People that used to work at Blizzard, not veterans, who happen to work at Blizzard. Blizzard veterans. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Blizzard, former Blizzard talent. Yes. It consists of Tim Morton, who is the production production director for StarCraft II. Mm. Tim Campbell, who is the director of Wasteland 3 and the Warcraft 3 campaign designer, mm. as well as other leads from StarCraft II. So I guess Activision Blizzard has said they're not going to be supporting StarCraft II anymore. That got a lot of people pissed off. I think that's why some of these people left. I'm not really sure. But I just wanted to include this in here for you because it sounds like something that would be up your alley is the guys that did StarCraft II making a new, maybe a spiritual successor to StarCraft. Was there only two? Was there three? No, there's just two. Okay. There's three Warcrafts, two right. StarCrafts. My biggest issue with that is I just can't get into, like, PC gaming. And that there's no way to do it right on the console. So I don't know that... Like, I liked the Red Alert, yeah. or Command & Conquer, whatever, collection thing... But at some point, I just got to the point where I'm like, I don't really feel like going on my computer 
to play game. Like, it's just, yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't click with me. So I don't know. I mean, if they came up with a, a spiritual successor to Starcraft, as it were. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. Sorry about that. Hopefully this video has video. I don't know if it does. Uh, So actually everything we said about Patreon changing next week, stay tuned because we might need a new camera. Sean, you were saying about StarCraft and RTS's I was just saying if from Frost Giant came a spiritual successor to StarCraft um, and it was something that like I just couldn't miss out on, I would suck it up and, you know, get it on the PC as that's the only way I can play it. But I don't know. I just, I don't really do PC gaming. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like unless I have a computer, like an actual PC, like that I built that is dedicated to gaming, which I'm in no position to get right now, nor do I have any need for it. I feel like that's the only situation where I can see myself doing any kind of gaming on a PC regularly or yeah. not even regularly at all. Yeah. I think it's cool for for PC gamers that it'll be interesting to see what comes up those 3 or 4 years from now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um That's so frustrating. Maybe I can just order a new charger. The charger broke, not the yeah. port. There's there's so it's still charging now. But the thing is, it had been charging. It should have had a full battery. I don't know. This camera is just old. Okay. Now it's time for the wrap-up. Sean. Halo, the Master Chief Collection on Series X and S will be getting updated. To have 120 frames per second in both single-player and multiplayer, there will be split-screen improvements, up, and you will be able to do up to 4K with split-screen on the SX and it'll be launching on Game Pass on November 17th with those enhancements. So that's awesome because yep. you ain't playing Infinite this year. Uh, PT cannot be downloaded onto your PS5. But there's still some hope that via data transfer, yeah. you can bring it with you and be able to play it. I don't know. I kind of want to just play through that just of Halloween like I kind of just yeah, want to take an hour and just sit down and play through it again I never beat it because I couldn't crack the code at the end I've beaten it but I think with a guide yeah I would have to play with a guide and it's been so long now that I don't remember anything about it yeah Ma- I yeah maybe the... some night this week I'll just turn off all the lights and just yeah. too bad there's no VR play that with your uh your headset yeah yeah, you would not want to play. You, you think Resident Evil 7 is bad in VR? <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, it was confirmed that the PS5 at launch will launch with Apple TV, Disney+, Plus, Netflix, Spotify, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, we already knew about all those except for Twitch and Apple TV because those buttons are on the media remote. So not a big surprise there. It was confirmed that Watch Dogs on PS5 and Series X will run at 4K 30 frames per second with ray tracing enabled. I think that's kind of like I said, God of War. I don't know that I need 4K 60. I'd rather just do it with ray tracing and all that with for God of War, Ragnarok, whatever. I kind of feel the same way about this. I think that's very cool. It's I'd definitely... Just, a, I wonder if I'll beat this before I, before I get to play it on my PS5. Yeah. It's definitely a game-by-game game thing for me. Yeah. To me, I'm thinking 
60 frames per second is probably going to do more for me than 4K. Now, if it's, you know, depending on where the ray tracing falls, would I rather have 4K and ray tracing but not 60 frames or 60 frames and ray tracing but not 4K? Like, I don't know if the ray tracing typically goes with one or the other, but I just don't know. To me, it seems like the 60 FPS is going to be much more noticeable than 4K. But maybe it's it's because I haven't ever really seen much true... 4k content i don't know like all the tv you watch is still in just hd and i mean i guess some stuff on netflix is 4k but like i don't know yeah i'm curious to see which one is better i can't wait yeah uh also it's been confirmed that we already knew aiden pierce was coming as part of the dlc for watchdogs legion but now we know he will be fully playable if you replay uh the single player mode you can play he, he can be recruited and you can play as Aiden Pierce. The story and the way people interact will change based on Aiden's personality, which is a very grumpy old man who wants to kill people. Um, I think that's cool. But I don't know that I'm, I'm not going to play new game. I'm, I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll be my game of the year. Could um, be. But, yeah. So that's cool. Uh, Gears 5 is also getting updated on Series X. New Game Plus is coming. It's coming to the X-Bone as well. Improved latency, better shadows, 60 frames per second cinematics. Who cares about... I, that was weird to me that they're like, 60 frames per second cinematic. Who, who cares? You're not Man. playing it. Um, and story DLC called Hive Busters is coming out this year. So that's pretty cool. R-Type Final 2, which I think was announced before, but it now has a release date. Well, a release window. It's coming out spring 2021. This looks... Did, did you watch the trailer when I sent it to you mm. on Twitter? It looks so fun. It's just... I mean, is it's it still R-type. just R-Type? Yeah, it's okay. a side-scrolling shoot 'em up but it just looks so... It looks so fun. I hope it's only like 20 bucks or something because... I would think so. I think it'd be fun. Pac-Man Mega Tunnel Battle was announced coming to Stadia first. It's a Pac-Man Battle Royale game. Of course it is. On November 17th, I believe it is. So Pac-Man Battle Royale. But the biggest news of the week is that one of my favorite games of all time is getting a sequel. My Name is Mayo 2 <laughs> is coming, and I cannot wait to get that platinum. There's going to be four different stories or something in this one. I'm sure it's just going to be clicking again for a platinum. But if they put this out and it doesn't have a platinum, obviously no one will buy this game. No, I'm, I'm sure. I will, and I will click away to my heart's content to get that platinum. What would you pay for it? Five dollars. Do you think that's what it'll be? That's what the first one was. Yeah. But I got two Platinums out of that. I don't think this is going to be coming to Vita as well. I think it's just PS4. But you never know. That's it. We got through our technical difficulties. I hope. I hope you're seeing this. I hope the first half of the podcast wasn't just lost, but who knows? This is going to be fun to edit tomorrow, but thank you guys so much for being here for episode 206. As always, you know, you can find us at nerd901.com where they are connecting nerds across the Mid-South and the multiverse. As I always say, check out Ernie, the Blur Without Fear, youtube.com slash Blur Without Fear, twitch.tv slash Blur Without Fear as well. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at KevinWhite24. He's at RealSeanWhite. Together, we're at two-player underscore. Whoa, that was different. <laughs> Co-op. I did not expect that. That disrespect. I don't know. I'm just so frustrated by the camera. I hope it's okay. We're going to try to record a bonus episode here. It's not going to go up for another week or two. Um, well, it'll go up in November. Spoiler alert. But uh, yeah, that's it for episode 206. Nice quick episode. Thank you guys so much for being here. And until the next time, Sean, go ahead and take us out.
Thank you for playing.